You are listening to a sermon from MCA Church. To learn more about our community, head online to mcachurch.ca. Thanks. Okay, so uh, I, I think that it's safe to say that, that summer is here, right? We've got Kids Day Camp uh, uh, kicking off here next week. We had LIT uh, the week previous. Uh, it's really hot outside. I don't know if you've noticed that. Right? We, we can agree that summer is officially here. And now, summer uh, is, was one of my favorite seasons. It was the most, my favorite season of the year by far, right? I mean, no school. Can I get an amen for no school? I mean, summer is students' favorite uh, time of the year. There's no school. Uh, ice cream, water parks, camping, lemonade stands, summer camp. I mean, summer is a wonderful time for kids. My parents tell a story about my childhood that has become the stuff that legends are made of in our household. Because when I was 10 years old, they dropped me off for a week of summer camp in Ontario, where we lived at the time. And my parents had meticulously folded each piece of my clothing and packed them into a bag. And they gave me instructions on where I would find everything should I need it throughout the week. And I remember waving goodbye to my parents as they drove away. The memory is actually ingrained in my mind. I I can even remember what I was wearing. It was a white beaver canoe sweater with a red logo. You remember beaver? That's like vintage, you know? Uh, White beaver canoe sweater. And, And well, a week went by, and I was at camp, and then my parents rolled back into the camp to pick me up. And... And I was wearing the same sweater, of course, that they dropped me off in, only it wasn't white anymore. It was more of this dark, dusty gray. And then when they collected my bag, they were amazed to find that all of the clothes were still neatly packed, (laughs) that they had put in there a week earlier, folded and in place. Apparently, I went the whole week without ever changing once, (laughs) underwear included. See, summer is a fun time for kids, but, but it's also a significant time for adults. It's a time to unwind and, and relax, a time to sit on the beach and, and sip a cool glass of lemonade while the kids play in the water. In summer, we let go of our schedule a little bit, or is it our schedule? Whatever it is, we let it go. We, we take it easy. We, we go on vacation. We do all of this, of course to restore our weary souls from all the running about that we have done the rest of the year. In short, summer is a time for revitalization, to rest, to fill the tank. Yet, what we sometimes miss is that the rhythms of summer can do more than simply revitalize your your body. The rhythms of summer, they, they can also revitalize your faith. You see, sometimes the rhythms of summer become not only a holiday from our regular life, sometimes we mistakenly take a holiday from our life with Jesus. But that's not what God 
intends for his people. It's not his heart for, for summer. Rather, Jesus intends for us to draw near to him in every season of the soul. And I want to suggest to you that summer is one of the most joy-filled seasons that we can draw near to God in because he's always available to us. And so this summer, in, in this series, I want to help you connect the dots I want to help you see how your summer activities might breathe new life into your walk with Jesus. I want to give you a vision for how some of the rhythms of summer can bring you closer to God. And today, I'm going to begin with with one of the favorite summer activities, camping. Do we have any people who love camping in here? We've got a few Everyone else who loves camping, they're not here. They're camping. <laughs> and if, if you don't love camping, there's something for you uh, in this as well. Uh, but I, I think I can be certain in saying this. I, I'm not sure many of you have ever heard a sermon on camping before. It might feel a little out there for you at the outset, but, but let me begin with this. Typically, when when I give a sermon, I I like to take a passage of the Bible and and unpack it so so you might understand what what God is saying to you through his word. And now, today, I'm not rooted in a single text like that, but I do hope to help you hear God's word to you today. I hope to help you hear his word in your life and, and help you see how you might draw closer to him over the summer, whether you like to camp or not. Let's begin with a few lines from Psalm 64 as we consider how the summer rhythm of camping can feed our faith in God. A short few lines. This is what the psalmist writes. See if you can pick up the camping motif. I long to dwell in your tent forever, O God, and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. Let's pray. Jesus, as we, as we begin this morning, give us a vision for the summer ahead. Give us a vision for a season where we draw near to you, the God who has drawn near to us. And Jesus, may we, even in this moment, commit that we will not let the summer go by without feeding our faith, without taking steps in your way. Holy Spirit, fill your church afresh in this beautiful season that you have gifted to us, one one of rest and, and renewal. Revive not simply our bodies, but our soul, our faith, our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the philosopher Henry David Thoreau He wrote one of the great classics in American literature in the 1850s, and it's a book called Walden. And before writing this book, Thoreau did something of a social experiment. He ended up going out into the woods for two full years to live all by himself. 
And he explains why he did it in the book. This is what he says. He says, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not, when I came to die, discovered that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life, to live so sturdily and Spartan-like as to put to rout all that was not life. And now, most of us aren't going to go off into the woods for a two-year camping trip like this guy did. But I really resonate with his motivations for doing so. He went into the woods in order to find the essence of life. He understood that the things that matter most in life often are, are hidden by these comforts and, and these distractions in our everyday living. Would you agree with that? That the most important things in life are, are sometimes hidden by comfort and distraction? in our everyday life? In other words, when we go camping, well, when we enter the wilderness, we leave behind these creature comforts of home, things like running water or a comfy bed or an espresso machine that you can just push the button and it makes your coffee. And we leave behind the distractions, like cleaning the house, a necessity, of course, or answering emails, or checking our social media. And, and having left behind our comforts and our distractions, we're freed up to discover, or more accurately, to rediscover the core of what it means to be truly alive. You see, Thoreau highlights something important about the summer rhythm of camping. The summer rhythm of camping, it, it gives an opportunity to tap into the things that matter most because we've set aside both comfort and distraction. Camping is the only activity that I can think of where we intentionally choose discomfort over comfort, right? <laughs> or we choose inconvenience over convenience. Right? Isn't that really what, what, what camping is? It's like when, when Gina, my wife, says to me, hey, we, we should go camping. And I respond saying, great idea. Let's take everything that we do easily and just make it harder. <laughs> right? Isn't that what, what camping is like? <laughs> I mean, think about how much harder things are when, when you're camping. Sleeping is harder. Cooking is harder. Washing the dishes is harder. Getting up to go pee in the middle of the night is much harder. And it's interesting to me that in a culture that is enamored with comfort and convenience, that we also love the discomfort and the inconvenience of camping. And here's what we shouldn't miss in all of this. Whether you like camping or not, we can't miss this. Comfort is a great enemy of God. Comfort is like a lullaby that soothes a Christian's faith 
to sleep. Author Tim Beacom says, we're too comfortable to be spiritual. We think we will be able to pursue God better without danger or hardship. And yet, it works in just the opposite way. Nothing is more difficult than to grow spiritually when we are comfortable. Or consider what theologian J.I. Packer has once quipped. He said, it needs to be said loud and clear that in the kingdom of God, there ain't no comfort zone and never will be. The point is that comfort and its second cousin, distraction, they stunt our Christian growth, and we need to be aware of it. Sometimes they don't simply stunt our growth, they bring it to a grinding halt. And the truth of the matter is, robust and lasting faith in Jesus is most often formed in the crucible of hardship and discomfort. Our life with God, it, it deepens in the scarcity of the wilderness. And the Apostle Paul wrote about this very often, actually, if you, if you read all that he's written. But one example is 2 Corinthians 4. He says this, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Though inwardly we are wasting away. Sorry, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. Just think back on your life of following Jesus. What were the seasons like that shaped you the most My guess is that the seasons that shaped you the most as a follower of Jesus, they were seasons where you were stretched. They're seasons that felt like the wilderness. They weren't comfortable. They weren't convenient. And that's the point. Faith is, is most often forged in, in this fire of discomfort. And it's here where the summer rhythm of camping at it can truly feed our faith if we're paying attention, if we enter into it with the right mindset. Because if we're paying attention, camping can remind us that the comfort and distractions of our everyday lives, they can become barriers to walking more closely with God. And it reminds us of this important fact that we are actually capable of putting both of these things aside in order to reconnect to what matters most. We are actually capable of putting comfort and the distractions of our life aside so that we might reconnect with what matters the most. And camping's the proof. And so really practically, this year, when you go camping, pay attention to all of this. And, and, and maybe ask yourself this. Ask yourself, what are the comforts and what are the distractions of home that keep you from a more robust life with God?
And what can you do about that when you return home? In the Old Testament, God didn't meet with his people on mountaintops. Now, yes, there are a few exceptions to the rule, of course, because Moses met with God on Mount Sinai and Abraham met with God on Mount Moriah. But the majority of the time, God met with people, not on a mountaintop, but in the wilderness. And get this, when he met with his people in the wilderness, he met them in a tent. God met with people in a tent in the wilderness, and the tent was called the tabernacle because this wasn't just any tent. In Exodus chapter 25, God instructs Moses about all of it. He says this, he says, Have them, meaning have God's people, make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them, God says. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. For there I will meet with you. There I will meet with you. And there's a great irony here, right? You see, we often go camping to get away from people. But in the Old Testament, God went camping to draw near to them. The tabernacle was this this tent of meeting, a place of, of, of meeting, a tent of meeting. And, and then in the story of, as the story of salvation unfolds in the Bible, we see that, that God takes this tent of meeting one step further. In John 1, it says that Jesus, Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now, the word dwelling here in the Greek is the word skeneo, which actually means tabernacle or tent. It's remarkable. In Jesus Christ, we are being told that, that God put on flesh and he tabernacled among us. He, he, he put up a tent among us. God camped out in the wilderness of our world in the person of Jesus. But God's camping expedition, it goes even further than that because the scriptures tell us that because Jesus makes way for our forgiveness on the cross, the holy God now sends his personal spirit to dwell inside of individual believers and among his collective church. Listen to Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22. It says this, Consequently, you, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of God's household, which is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, in Jesus, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And then it says this, and in him you too, are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. And the point is, through Jesus, God's personal presence sets up camp in us and among us as we gather in his name. And so when it comes to the question of, of how the summer rhythm of camping can feed your faith, 
It reminds us that that God set up his tent in the wilderness of our world in order to meet with us through Jesus and through his Holy Spirit. And so church, when you zip the door of your tent, you can almost hear the noise, can't you? When you zip the door of your tent, may you hear the veil of heaven being opened. And may you have a sense of the presence of the Lord around you. This is good theology. Or when you hear the click of your camper door, you can almost hear it, can't you? May you hear the door of heaven being opened up. And may you envision Jesus and his spirit entering your life afresh. You see, camping can be this spiritual practice that that keeps us attentive to God if we enter into it with the right perspective. It's not a vacation from, it's a vacation with. And church, God wants to be a greater part of your life, of your whole life, everything you do. You see, Jesus didn't go through the anguish of the cross to simply bless you from a heavenly distance. It's not his vision of of how he wants life to go with you. He wants to set up camp in every part of your life, every part of it. Whether you're a camper or not, Jesus desires to be part of every single thing that you do this summer. I have a a friend uh, who likes to go biking uh, around the Okanagan here, and he asked me one day, he said, Keith, is it weird that before I I go biking, I I actually invite Jesus to join me? (laughs) Is that weird? He said, I I know he's there regardless, but, but when I invite him to join me, I feel so much more connected to him. Even though he's always there, I I know he's on the journey in a different way when I invite him. You see, my my friend understands that the God who set up camp among us through the person of Jesus wants to continue his work through his Holy Spirit in everything we do. God does not desire to stand in the background of your life, watching what you do. He comes to dwell with you in a way where where he's part of every detail, every step. And we would do well to take moments like this where we pray, Jesus, I invite you to do this with me. This summer, Jesus, I I invite you to to do this with me. Jesus, I I invite you to weed the garden with me or to clean the house with me or I invite you to be in this meeting with me or, or around this table with us or at this party. Jesus, I invite you to be with me. Even though God is already there, when we invite him to be part of what we're doing, it opens our eyes. It it gives us a perspective of his presence. It reminds us that he set up a tent in the wilderness to meet with us. And we can enter the things that we do in a very different way, an awareness of his presence. Let me call you to that this summer.
Another thing about the summer rhythm of camping that feeds our faith is this reminder. It's, it's the reminder that God is our great provider. Right? Camping reminds us of God's provision. I have some friends who I would call minimalist campers. Right? Maybe you know the type. Maybe you are the type, and that's great because you bring only the bare essentials. I know I've got a few over here, some minimal, minimalist campers. You bring only what you need, right? Uh, it's a, a beautiful thing. It's not quite like when the Whitakers go camping, because when the Whitakers go camping, I fill every square inch of my car jam-packed with the things that I'm going to need for this trip, because I'm not sure. Not only do I jam-pack every square inch of the inside of the car, the roof rack is loaded with multiple layers of things, uh, as well as the bike racks and the trailers on the back. When we go rolling into a campsite, people stop and stare, okay? <laughs> and so I had this, this admiration for, for my friends who, 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 who camp minimalistically, if that's even a word. They scavenge for firewood. They fish for their dinner. They live off the land, so to speak. And if we're attentive, when we camp, we can come to see that God is the one who provides for every one of our needs. We're reminded that, that without Him, there would be no wood for fuel. And there would be no food for the stomach. And there would be no shelter to cover our heads. When we camp, God, we, we come to the realization that God is the provider of all things. And it's not just in the scarcity of the woods, but it's in all the rest of our life. And we're reminded of that. And we, ref, we, we reflected last week, remember, that everything that we have is a gift from God. And when we camp, we can tap into this appreciation of, of those gifts in a way that we don't when we're living in the abundance of our regular lives, we're reminded of scarcity. Camping can remind us that God is the provider of all that we need and all that we have, which can lead, of course, to a greater appreciation for the things that we have. When we realize God is the provider, it makes us appreciate his provision all the more, doesn't it? That's what happens when we camp sometimes. Have you noticed that? That the camping has a way of bringing out this greater appreciation for, for the things that we have. Take food, for example. Food always tastes better when you're camping, doesn't it? <laughs> have you noticed that? That when you're out or you cook food outside, it, it always tastes better when you're camping. I remember a time as a young adult when, when a bunch of my friends uh, and I, we, we, we went camping at a cabin at Birch Bay in the good old U.S. of A. Anyone been there? Birch Bay, great spot, great spot to camp. Well, we were sitting around this, this campfire late at night, and a few of us uh, got hungry, of course, because uh, some of us were young adult men and we're, we're always hungry. And so we pulled out some Smokies from the cooler and we started roasting them over the fire in the dark of the night. And we cooked these things to perfection. We slipped them into the hot dog bun and lathered them in ketchup and we gobbled them up. And I remember my friend and I marveled at how amazing these things tasted. We, we both agreed that these were the best 
hot dogs we had ever eaten in our entire lives. <laughs> Food always tastes better when you're camping. Well, in the morning, sunshine, uh, when my friend and I got up, we started to clean around the campfire from the night before, and, and my buddy yelled over to me when he found the hot dog buns we had used, and, and he pulled a bun from the bag, and it was covered in green and blue mold. All of them were. <laughs> the best hot dog of my life was served in a moldy bun. <laughs> When we go camping, there, there is something about the simplicity of it that makes us more appreciative of what we have. There's something about it that makes us more thankful. A nasty hot dog tastes amazing because we're more appreciative for the good that we have. You see, camping can, can feed our faith in God because it invites us to live with a deeper appreciation for the blessings God has actually given us. It invites us to live a more thankful life. And so let me put these threads together for you as I close. How can the summer rhythm of camping feed your faith in God? It reminds you that the God of heaven set up camp on earth in order to dwell with you through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He wants to be part of every part of your life. He wants to share it with you. And camping reminds us that comfort and distractions are barriers to walking more closely with God and that we actually have the capacity to, to put both of these aside in order to reconnect with Him and reconnect with the things that really matter in life. And finally, Camping reminds us that God is a generous provider and he invites us to live a life of appreciation and gratitude for all that he has given. So church, Psalm 64 again. I long to dwell in your tent forever, O God. To take refuge in the shelter of your wings then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. Let's pray. Jesus, you are, you are relevant in all of life. You created all things, and all things were created for you, not simply by you, but they were created for you, ourselves included, the woods that you've made, the wilderness that you lead us into at times. All of it was made by you and created for you. And so, Jesus, we want to, at the outset of our summer, acknowledge that you're inviting us into a deeper walk with you. This summer, Jesus, make us mindful of the distractions that keep us from you and the comforts that keep us from taking risks for the glory of your name. And Jesus, as we, as we rest, we pray that you would give us a vision of resting 
with you and in you. And so, Lord, we, we thank you for, for the joy that you give us in summer. And we pray today that as we camp or, or wherever we go, <laughs> that we would have a greater measure of your, a greater awareness of your presence in our life. We long to dwell in your tent forever, Jesus. We pray these things in your name. Amen.